listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tanil. Tanil, our mum, and Emma, her awesome friend, share deep passion for the snow. They know everything there is. They started the podcast together to share all their experiences with you. Between them, they have skied over 95 resorts, both held ski instructor qualifications, lived and worked in resorts, and still spent every hard-earned dollar skiing. They set their lives up around snow travel. Our houses are always Airbnb ready and our ski bags are always packed, ready to go. We're certainly not complaining about this, are we? No way. And even better, we get to share all the experiences. Hey, Tanil, how's it going? Yeah, really well, Emma. Really well. Just you and I today, hey? That's right. We are always interviewing everyone else, so we thought we'd just have a chat today because we we have a lot of life experience between us, you and I. We're we're mums, we're sisters, we're daughters, we're aunts. We have lived overseas in different countries. We've taught, we've been teachers, we've been students. And when we speak to all these people and we get so inspired by them, um, we've got some feedback from some listeners. Thank you very much. And we were thinking, someone suggested mindfulness in the mountains and we were thinking, well, I was certainly thinking, who can we interview? And I thought, what about us? Yes, yeah, it's true. When you came to me with the idea, I thought, oh, yeah, that's true, actually. We, we, we're we at the ripe old age of, you know, over the 40s now. So we've got you have a little bit more, uh, not so much of a care of what other people think as you're getting a little bit older, which is yeah. probably love to instill that a little bit younger. In people, yes. but yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, so why not interview ourselves on mindfulness in the mountains? But it doesn't have to be in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we have a list of questions here. We just thought off the cuff. So we'll start with um, what we do in our spare time when we're not skiing. Okay, so spare time. Well, what spare time? It's kids' sport. It's kids' school <laughs> but I'm not going to bang on about that because we all know that we do it but if we, when we do get spare time I really just like to read the Saturday and Sunday paper I don't know if I take any of the information in it's just the joy of sitting in the sun reading and not you know I don't I don't tend to read the news I read the body and soul I read the gossip pages I read the fashion and then I read you know I'll even go I wonder what's race horse number four but it's just something that started for me when I was back in the mountains and running a ski lodge every Sunday, that was like my one release that I did. So when I get spare time, I'm like, I'm a reader. I love to read. Yeah. I'm old school. I worked in magazines as well. So I pick up a magazine as well. But I like to flick and turn off my brain. What about you in your spare time, Em? Uh, these days, I find you ask me every three years and I've got a new flavour of the flavor of the month I'm kind of off, <laughs> yeah. off, off the yoga now much more now with a dog um doing long walks most yeah. of the time with a friend or by myself and I'll put podcasts on yeah um I'm yeah I'm podcast obsessed I find I will not I'll be everywhere I go I'll have some kind of um I listen to a lot of I don't know alternative news or um what's your favorite genre uh I love, I love biohacking, all about health stuff. And one thing, I, I do love reading a book in the bath. Oh, <laughs> a bath. Oh, and how funny. I'm, I just can't do a bath. I put the magnesium salts in there and do a bit of um, yeah, meditation. With- how often do you get to do that, do you think? 
I try and do it every day, every afternoon. Do you? Wow. I love that. Like half hour, hour? Uh, depends. Uh, sometimes 20 minutes, sometimes an hour, whatever I can do. Yeah. And the beach, of course, all the minerals in the water at the beach. Yeah. Yeah, I do love the beach. It's a bit of a drive for us from Ride. <laughs> but, when I, but when we go to the Gold Coast for my family, yeah, so we're always down there. I'd rather walk along the beach, you know, than anywhere else in the world, I think. It's, it's yeah, the crashing of the waves and holidays. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so that kind of feeds on a question too, how do we relax? Well, we do it by our spare time. Any any other things you do besides all those things? To relax, oh, man, it's 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 hard in our life these days, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're, relaxing doesn't come natural, I don't think, to the lifestyle that we've led for the last 20 years, you know. I'm sure I'll think of a million things after this what I do. On Sunday I'll be like, oh, that's what I do. Oh, I know what I do. I have a little wine. oh that's so funny I do like wine too but um I am loving my once a day uh my mushroom mix and I I swear to god like when (laughs) psychedelic mushrooms then what's going on no my (laughs) all my um chaga and lion's mane and everything and I'm I I think I'm overdosing myself on ashwagandha which is the adaptogen I swear to God. You're speaking a different language. I <laughs> got around me and I'm like, what? You know, it's like a stress relief kind of stuff that you put in. Yeah. And, and I make it like a hot chocolate. That's how I, so I get, I when I take the dog down to the dog park, I it's like having a hot chocolate, you know. A like mushroom a, hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Wow, good. okay. Yeah. Okay. I do like mushroom good. soup. Should yeah, I just yeah. ashwagandha in my soup? Yeah, well, you could try it. Okay. Where do, we, where do I buy ashwagandha? Is that how I'm even saying it? Yeah, yeah, you just put it like it's powder. Wow, yeah. okay. And it adapts to your um, nervous system actually. So it's like whatever you need. You yeah. Get from you know, I can't, when I do need that, I do go see the holistic kinesiologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I go I go to all of it. I go to a kinesiologist. I'm a bit of a floozy. I've I've got all of them. <laughs> <laughs> love my kinesiologist. That's yeah. just amazing. And then love my um functional doctors. They are amazing. They're 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 like the you know, the doctors, but they're kind of like everything. Yep. And yep. then what else? I love energy healers. Oh, energy so do I actually. Healers. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And acupuncture. I just love it all. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I do all that as well. So I think it's, you just go with it for your body. Your body needs it. Don't you feel, don't you feel you can read your body as you get a little bit older? And that's, and that's the only way that we can go and relax is take that time out. Yeah. To go to a kinesiologist or an acupuncturist. And that's, and yeah. then you just get pure joy. Like I, I'm almost on a high when I leave my kinesiologist, I feel like I have to ring someone to go, how good is life? Yeah, well, well, that's the whole thing. It is empowering. It's putting the the health in your own hands and it, and it makes you feel good. It, it makes you feel powerful. So, and that's what we want. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, if you can have your mind healthy, all yeah. about this mindfulness, you can come home and make your life happy. Do you yeah. think? Like, yeah, kids sure. are happy. They, my kids know. They're like, "Wow, have you been to the holistic kinesiologist today, Mum?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, I have." <laughs> so it's it's not a it's not an everyday occurrence or every week occurrence, but it's certainly when I feel I need that. It's it's actually probably when I need to relax. I go and I seek um, 
my my people that can actually help me relax because I don't have anything that kind of I can do to relax instantly. I have to go seek some guidance. Yeah. <laughs> to relax. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I guess the opposite end of the scale is uh, stress on that, isn't it? So what's the main stresses in life? I mean, and how do we overcome it? Stress in life is how to get everything done, how to make my children be really good humans. (laughs) How am I myself being a really good human? That's probably my stress. Um, Finance, sometimes, you know, you never know what's coming around the corner. Um, yeah. It changes pretty fast. That changes sometimes too. Yeah, I find um, I notice about stress is that I can only deal with today. So whatever is too far ahead, I just I've just noticed in my life if I worry about things, whatever that worry is, it never comes to pass. It's and then it's just such a waste of time. So whatever I was worrying about didn't happen. Fine, I just like can't think too far ahead with anything. I just. You know, life just changes so quickly. I think that's a big thing about stress is whatever you're stressing about is to try and keep it to today. Like, yeah, I find I stress a lot at 3 o'clock in the morning and then it's exaggerated in my own head, whatever it is, and then I wake up and I go, oh, my gosh, why did I not sleep for two hours then? Because it's really not that big a deal. But a lot of stress comes to your body at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Do you have that? Yeah, I, I used to get up, but now I just, if I can, I'll just quickly write it down and then I'll just go, don't worry about it. But, yeah, of course, it's not so easy to, to do. But I, I think one of my biggest stresses is that I try to make everything perfect so I never end up doing anything. <laughs> so I've now, like, so I've now retrained myself. I'm looking for a quote. I love quotes. I, I do love a quote here. Done is better than perfect. Ah, uh, see, I, I, I don't know what perfect looks like. I've never seen it, personally. I don't, it's a foreign land. Um, I've not, I've never even gone close to it in the boat. <laughs> I've never, I don't know who it is. So, yeah, no, I, um, it's not ever, I never try and do anything perfectly because I can't, I'm incapable. You, you know, and that's where my stress comes from because I'm trying for that perfection and it's, you know, I'm like, I can see the land. <laughs> But so that's that's what helps me with my stress is realise like done is better than perfect, Neil. Don't go round in circles. Just get yeah. done. <laughs> I'm like I have to be careful the opposite. I'm like double check everything, just just check, make sure, make sure because I can be a bit too um, she'll be right about things. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, do you do that in your skiing? Like let's just relate it back for a sec. Like when I'm skiing, I often, I'm always talking to myself down the hill. Going, yeah, yeah. Oh, good turn. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Okay, you need to flex your ankles more. Okay, get right into the turn. Uh, inclination, like I, and then, but then I get down the bottom. I'm thrilled by what I've done and the run I've had. But I talk to myself all the way down the turn. <laughs> oh, there's a hill. It's probably the only area in life to try and aim to perfect. In a way, like nothing else, I am far from. I'm not a perfect skier. I'm far from it. But it's that's none of us are. None of us are. We're all striving for it. It's, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably the one area that's quite enjoyable to try and perfect. You know. Whereas I don't know. Like I don't try and I don't try and have a perfect house. I don't try and like sometimes I look down where I'm I'm going to the shop and I go, I forgot to put shoes on or. <laughs> You know, all that kind of stuff. Like I just, 
Yeah. Yeah, I should get a bit like that. Like I, I'm not trying to be, I think, more perfect when it comes to like giving something to an audience. Like doing this podcast, it's like, oh, God, I get a bit stressed because I want to make it perfect. But then I've realised, you know what, we just have fun. We, we love it. So I don't need to get stressed about it. It's like giving, you know, doing a tour for someone. I want to make it perfect for them. So right. that's, but I realised, you know, perfect for me is not necessarily perfect for them. It's tough to be perfect. Otherwise, we'd all be Olympians. They're, yeah. they're pretty amazing, the Olympians that we've been chatting to, though, in their mindfulness, aren't they? They, they have really opened up my mind. What I think we've, I've learnt from all the Olympians we've been, um, you know, interviewing over the different times yep. is that um, they all have a slightly different technique. There's, some of them are, are um, use visualization or some of them like mm. they've all got slightly different and I really like that I've, yeah I, I would have thought previously oh it's practice makes perfect or something but it's just from all sides so yeah. it's quite quite interesting yeah it is actually it is when, when you think about mindfulness it does come from all sides it comes from your food your people around you, the universe you live in, you know, mm-hmm. what you choose to infiltrate you. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if, um, I think, you know, I handle stress with a lot of laughter. <laughs> yeah. Me too, actually, yeah, me too. So you, I think you've got to laugh and it's like they do say that's the last thing to go. When you're, when you're, you know, like Monty Python, like your arms chopped off and your legs chopped off and your head chopped off, you can still laugh. Laugh. And I think <laughs> laughter is like the first tool to pick out of the bag for you and I both, right? Yep. We, when we stuff up or when we something is good, we, we'll just laugh. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's nice to have friends around you that can laugh with you <laughs> and laugh at you. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> and I don't, I don't mind being laughed at as well. Like <laughs> I don't either. Oh, gosh. So, I, um, oh, God, big question, big question this one, but it's sex on the list. Like, um, Life philosophy. <laughs> I'll go with mine. Mine's probably I am enough, which mm. which dodges the whole perfection kind of question. It contradicts, which is probably my whole life. I contradict everything. I'm an overthinker, but <laughs> but so I have to say to myself, okay, I am enough. I'm a good person. <laughs> good. I'm enough is good, and I think that's a good role model for for um, girl, you know, daughters and girls too, isn't it? And yeah. I think that's really important, and certainly. Like my life, life philosophy is really, I'd like to live a hundred years really well, whatever that looks like. So, so it's kind of playing the long game, but it's sort of taking a day at a time, I would say as well. Like not like you'll never really hear me stressing about, oh God, about what will happen when I'm old. Cause it's like, it's just for today. You know, you may, not, you may not get old. I'd love, yeah, but I do love your philosophy there on the hundred years. You live a hundred years of your best life. I love that. I think we're both really good at um, living life. Yes, you know, like we pack a lot in. We're not. We we camp. We we do everything, and yeah. so nothing is too. We're not too proud to stay in a tent we're not no. too proud to not have shoes we're we're there with the kids we're there on a surfboard even if we can't we're not very good or yeah. give it a crack that's another thing probably a little bit of an australianism of uh philosophy i will give life a crack have a go do you think is it it's a worldwide thing but we've just got a saying for it attached to it <laughs> yeah i always think like 
if something happened, like, you know, if you're on a plane or something and there's bad turbulence and you're kind of like, ooh, and you think for a minute, is this my last day? I always think I have absolutely lived it. Yeah. I've just smashed it out. <laughs> yeah, because I would really hate to die baking a cake because I don't really, like, <laughs> they could not say she died what she loves doing. Uh, I think maybe, you know, in that, in that theme of like, you know, and I think about, look, you and I just decided to make a podcast. And, yeah. and I think about when I decided to self-publish two books. Yeah. And that whole thing is I didn't really think about it too much. I just did it. And and so maybe that's in the life philosophy that maybe I just do it without thinking. Yeah. Kind of live it. So, and I'd even say that as well for people is don't over, well, I think don't overthink things because if you, if you thought too much about, oh no, I'm not a good podcaster. Oh no, I'm not a good author. Oh no, I wouldn't know how to distribute a book. I wouldn't know how to, Yeah, I don't have the camping equipment. I don't have the anything. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't Wouldn't do do it. it. No. So yeah. even if you find yourself, as I have done a million times, in situations where you're like, I forgot the tent pegs or um, <laughs> I forgot X, Y, Z. The Wilsons are famous, by the way, listeners, uh, <laughs> for losing and forgetting. Oh, but, yes. but they get through it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's swear words, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I you think, may do. Yeah, it all, it all wraps up into that, yeah. It does, actually, yeah. And I hope our children get that from us. I mean, they get a lot. I sound like I'm very peace-loving mung beans right now, but give my children, um, I do put a lot of pressure on them to maybe achieve greatness in life. And I do say to them, hey, if you're doing it, give it 100%. You don't want to leave something if you're not giving it 100%. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I I kind of add that to my children. That's probably a little bit of a philosophy as well. You know, don't. Yeah. If you turn up, don't just turn up. Turn mm. up and do it. Like, you don't have to love it, but give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, give it a crack. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I get accused of, from Jake, of I could probably be a little bit more like that, put mm. a rocket un- under them all. <laughs> the whole, like, you know, he'll come in after coffee in the morning and go, everyone is up apart from us. <laughs> and I'll be like, they're growing brains. They are sleeping in. You know, I'm, I'm managing their their sleep. When I get yeah. to mountain, when I get down to the snow, when I get to, that's why I think I love it so much. You kind of do calm down. Like you just like the mountains are my happy place. They are pretty much every time I drive into a mountain environment and see snow, I go take a mm. breath. We can calm down now. We don't, I don't, I mean, even though when we get to the snow, it's like, get up first lift, let's go, and the best snow is then. <laughs> but I still am happy to do that thing because it's like, yeah, the best snow is then on the first lift, so let's go. <laughs> and I think as well with the kids at the snow, we've had different things emerge, like we just want them to be at a certain standard skiing before they move to snowboarding. You yeah. know, so now they snowboard and ski but we wanted them to ski first so I guess that's a particularity that we've had and also um I love and I know that you do just that whole thing down the snow of mixing with all the kids like they're just all networked with everyone and I love that important to me that they're hanging around lots of different people and me too and you know and they have to use they have to be themselves like they have to go onto a lift line without us and if there's people pushing in or if they're pushing in 
people will tell them, hey, and then they have to pull their head in or, you know, they, they have to, they're learning society. We we let them have a lot of freedom, our kids, when they go to the snow. And I think, go get them. Like, just don't break, just try not hard not to break your leg. <laughs> well, I think down the snow is a great little society like that because, or a community, because people do tell them off in the line. People tell them off, like, and, and like if we're watching them and they, they get on a tea bar and they don't say thank you, then the next one is like, Oi, turn around, look them in the eye and say thank you. So yeah. here's a nice little microcosm of, of, of life or whatever. So and they get pulled up by people and it, so they should. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed, yeah, yeah. I mean, our kids are really lucky, I think, and we're very lucky too, you know, in life. Like, But we also have worked really hard for it. So, <laughs> And the kids know that. <laughs> the kids know yeah. that they've got to work hard, but, yeah. Would you have a, do you have a mantra? No, I don't have a daily mantra. That's why I've always thought. I am no good with a tattoo. I don't have a tattoo because I've always gone through a stage where there's something that I'm always saying. And then a couple of months later, I'll be really into something else. How funny. I don't have a tattoo because I just don't know what I would put on myself. (laughs) Well, I I tend to do things to death and then I don't want to look at them ever again. Ah. Whatever that expression is at the time. So I'm very much sort of into something and then move on. Yeah. No, no, I don't have a I don't have a mantra. No. Probably my only mantra I have is have a shower, cleanse whatever happened yesterday. Let's start this day. It's a new one. We're alive. Let's go again. I might sort of I I guess a theme that I would commonly think if I could detect myself worrying about something, I'll immediately send out out my little missile thinking, don't waste time worrying about that. Because you know from experience that whatever you worry about is just it gets solved. It's don't don't waste energy. Wow, I wish I had that thought. Sometimes I just keep worrying. Like it drives me nuts sometimes because I overthink that one thing. Oh, what happens? If, and I go, what happens if it was to happen this way? And what happens if it was to happen this way? Like, what would your what would you say to me? It all it just all rolls. It all all work out. And that whole synchronicity thing of like whatever is meant to be will be. Whatever happens will happen. It will just roll. I mean, no one can see around the corner and. We just don't know. We wake up and it's a new <laughs> universe. And it's, it is. We're all thought out. Um, camping. Camping has shown me, as I've really been mindful about that, whenever we've been camping and we've been around a tiny table and we've been playing cards and we've been telling stories or whatever, and I, I notice and I just go, God, we can always be happy on a, when, we're, when we're yeah. camping. So, yeah. For sure, we can be because we have been. We've been before in you know little um, stone cabins or whatever, and and happiness is not. It's it's well, you, you take it wherever you go. So well, you were just on the top of your car for a couple of weeks. So and, oh, and everything. I mean, that's what that's why you and I we've got life. Ex- I mean, we've got life experiences as mums, and like we we had our kitchen out the front of our you know on our front deck for six months while we um built our kitchen and we were fine <laughs> I mean it's not yeah. stressing about the way something was cooked or it's amazing how happy you can be it's like your expectations have to adjust to your circumstances it's true and I think if you can allow that to happen like I've got a really great girlfriend now who is adjusting to a circumstance and she just keeps adjusting and adjusting and I'm like Hats off. Hats off to you. You are it's a nice learning curve for me. <laughs> well, human beings are 
throughout history, we are the most adaptable creature. We adapt to the day. We adapt to, I mean, you look at the world's like refugees in the past, like thousands of years, you know, yeah. something changes and everybody goes that way. Something. Ch- so I just think we're, we're like um, shithouse rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we just ad- adapt. We yeah. adapt, we change, we evolve. I just try and focus on, you know, my family. And- you know, you create a village around you who you want to be surrounded by to build your family up with you, I think. Yeah. That, that's pretty special, I think, you know, like create a village around you. I, I honestly believe that is really an important part of parenting because they just don't always get your influence. They get someone else's parenting influence and they get, you know, different advice because someone's advice from a different family sometimes might be amazing. Oh, yeah, half the time the advice is better coming from someone else. Yes, yeah, <laughs> You can say the same thing as someone else, but your child will listen to the other person. <laughs> really notice in terms of like when we're talking about our community that we create, when, you know, yeah. I'm big on kind of make your circle great, but also a big part of what I find important is the intergenerational um advice and the the having in different generations in your circle because I certainly love listening to older especially women I like to listen to older women and their take on life and what they've learned because they've they've been where we've been and 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 I notice when I speak to younger females and they are hearing what I've been through and it's just that's that thread of the women supporting women that that so important and that's why I kind of I find that if I'm ever around females that are uh let's say not supportive or got the knives out or whatever um I've got to think straight away like that's maybe sad for them that they don't have those skills to kind of you know that's that's my first thought is kind of maybe send them a bit of kindness because they kind of need it yeah <laughs> but also recognizing secondly that that's that's not my crowd yes that's not my, and not wasting my time with it's a long time though to get that skill I think like you know like, but but I don't think you can get that skill without wasting your time with those people yeah and it's ever and nothing is ever a waste of time yeah not waste of time yeah yeah no, like, just don't you got we've got this one life don't block your time up with say I don't want to say wrong people but with people that aren't going to support you or yeah. encourage you or because those people are out there. Yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, quite honestly, I probably have been that person myself sometimes too, you know, like I haven't supported sometimes and then I've gone, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I should have actually given you more benefit of the doubt on that time. So that's also a good thing to have in your life, you know, to, to recognise when you are seriously wrong yeah. Yeah. Um, and to acknowledge it and to own it. I think yeah, that's, for sure. that's a huge, yeah, that's a huge that's thing. Yeah. yeah. We're all like that. You know, we all, I can hear myself so often. I'm like, damn it. I wish I wouldn't have, I wish I didn't say that. You know, that's my area where I stuff up a lot verbally where I'm like, oh, that came out the wrong way or whatever, but it's never all intent. Do you, you know? think it's going to be different for kids, you know, because they're texting so they don't have, where's this communication gone where they go, oh, shit, I said it out aloud because they don't yeah. say a lot out aloud. They text a lot. At least you know? they, they have the ability, what I'm hearing from, you know, the kind of ones younger than us is that at least they have that ability to kind of review it later and go, yeah. sorry, that came out wrong. Yeah, okay. 
And yeah. I think, and I think that just the acknowledging, whether it's from yourself or uh-huh. from someone else, even if nothing gets solved or resolved, I think just an acknowledgement is. I always think of it as this: like if somebody says, "Oh, I hope you didn't think I was X, Y, Z." That to me indicates they care about me. If someone doesn't care about me; they can't be bothered. In the follow-up conversation. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. That it's just that very fact that they acknowledge what's whatever it was, even if it was silly. Yeah, it's like yep. ah, that that tells me they care. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a live and learn thing. You know, yeah. I think we do. I think we were doing it from when we were kids without even knowing it. And as you get older, you kind of you analyze it a little bit better and go, oh wow, okay, now yeah, I can make that actual as a decision not just yeah. it's yeah it's pretty interesting isn't it where we are in this phase of life I'm looking forward to enjoying the next phase but your boys as your oldest I've got my girls as my oldest so it's quite conversations are always a challenge it's always like but I remember myself as a teenager I was a, cha- a thought provoker I challenged my dad the whole time <laughs> I don't know I think I've probably put it in my, instilled it in my children a little bit but yeah, hey. I think I think that's good. It'll hold them in good stead. I I find I was always a an independent thinker or a critical thinker, or I'd do something that wasn't what everyone else did, and and I was happy with that. And um, I find my parents they're you know eighty and seventy seven. It's like I clash with them a bit now because of that. And I'll I just think, well, how can I change? I've always been like that. How can I change? Yeah. Um, And so, and I look at our kids and I think, wow, gosh, they're argumentative and much ruder than we would have ever been. But then I think, well, they're going to need different skills. And I, you know, I don't want to put up with them being rude and whatever, but I think, well, they're going to need a whole lot of different skills to to us starting out on their journey in this crazy life of ours. Advice? Yeah, I would say be kind to yourself and your family and back yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and enjoy enjoy every moment take experiences because it goes really fast that and just be involved with your kids I was lucky enough to go and read with them at school and be P and C and do all that it was really it's really nice like take them skiing <laughs> be kind yeah I would I would say yeah take them take them skiing because you'll get everything wrapped into one you will you will have the time spent on them you will take the videos and the photos. Um, and I would also say um, don't be afraid to reach out to your wider community, older people, yep. ask them how they've done it, ask them for help. Uh, ask for help. That's a good thing. Definitely firstly ask for help and then be guided by your own intuition, I think. Yeah, know. and just know that you're doing the best you can. All right, <laughs> see you later. Oh, Bye, mate. Thanks for listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tennille. If you've learned a handy tip or two, then happy days. To catch all our episodes, subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Head over to www.lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
feel free to share our episodes on your social media.